Hello, my name is Preston Thomas, and this is episode three of The Way of Jesus. Today I am continuing with part three of my paper entitled, I Am a Son of God. In the previous episodes, I noted that Jesus taught we are all sons and daughters of God, and asked this question, what does it mean to be and to live as a child of God? Jesus' most basic answer to this question is that, as God's children, our part is to do our Father's will. And when we do so, we enter into His kingdom, the kingdom of God. In His gospel, Jesus brought us the good news that God is our loving Creator Father, and that when we believe and affirm this teaching, we thereby dedicate ourselves to the doing of our Father's will, and in so doing, we enter the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Jesus clearly revealed his concept of the kingdom in the prayer he taught his apostles. Your kingdom come, your will be done. The kingdom of God is the will of God. He clarified this teaching in his great pronouncement, the kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of God is the rule of the heavenly father in the hearts of individual believers. To be and to live as a son of God means to choose and do the Father's will. What is God's will? In a word, God's will is love. Jesus gave us many instructions and directives for living a good life, but he issued only one clear commandment the commandment to love. We are commanded to love God supremely and our neighbor as ourself. Before his crucifixion, Jesus commanded his followers to exercise even greater love. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. By this, All men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Love is the greatest of all spirit realities and the secret of beneficial association between persons. It is the rule of living in the kingdom of God. Love is the desire to do good to others. I will now continue with part three of I Am a Son of God. God's will for us is not only that we love Him and all His children, but also that we live a life of service to both God and our fellow man. The greatest offering we may bring to God is the consecration of our own free will to the majestic service of doing the divine will. Our high calling is to dedicate ourselves to being servants of God, and working for the extension of his spiritual kingdom. Great rewards await us in heaven when we devote our lives to being servants of God. 
Brotherhood and service are the cornerstones of Jesus' gospel of the kingdom. Our love for others is nurtured by our service. The consciousness of being a child of God should quicken our entire life service to others. We may draw nearer our material-minded brothers and sisters through our unselfish service. All service is sacred and exhilarating, and loving service is a basic fruit of the Spirit. When feelings of service for others arise, we should not stifle them. Even our self-respect is coordinate with our love and service of others. Service to one's fellows is the highest concept of Jesus' brotherhood of kingdom believers. Service to others must eventually extend not only to individuals, but also to the social and economic realms. Purely profit-motivated economics is doomed unless it can be augmented by service motives. The gain motive is a mighty civilizer if it is combined with the desire to serve. We are also called to serve in the home and family. It is God's will that men and women should find their highest service and consequent joy in the establishment of homes for the reception and training of children, in the creation of whom we become co-partners with the makers of heaven and earth. This is not an egocentric universe. The impulse of God's indwelling spirit is to be altruistic, thoughtful of others. Jesus taught it is more blessed to give than to receive, and declared to his apostles, Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Service, more and more service, and increasingly divine and perfect service is the goal of the true follower of Jesus. The religion of Jesus is a religion of love and service. To live as a son of God and actually enter into his kingdom requires that we be born of the Spirit. This is necessary because we are predominantly material beings. We are born into a material world and grow up in a material environment. Most of our thinking and activities are concerned with material things. But God is spirit. To live as a son or daughter of God requires that we transcend this physical world and reorient ourselves to a higher world, the world of the Spirit. The transformation that is required to enter the Spirit Kingdom is known as the birth of the Spirit. When we truly choose God's will over our own, a change of orientation occurs in our minds. We become more receptive to Spirit leadings, we are enabled to live more fully in the spirit world and to discover God's indwelling spirit presence. Living as a son of God means that I have achieved the birth of the spirit in my personal life. This spiritual rebirth will be immediately followed by an increasing tendency to show forth the fruit of the spirit 
in our daily lives. Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, lists some of the fruit of the Spirit as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Other spiritual fruit include loving service, unselfish devotion, loyalty, fairness, honesty, hope, trust, tolerance, and forgiveness. Spirit fruit bearing is the proof that we have truly been born of the Spirit. If we are increasingly and spontaneously showing forth the fruit of the Spirit in our daily lives, we have been born of the Spirit and are living as children of God. The birth of the Spirit is a change of mind that occurs by faith. To choose the will of God first requires that we believe Jesus' gospel that God is our spiritual Father. Thus, we enter the Father's kingdom by simple childlike faith. However, our progress in the kingdom depends upon the vigorous exercise of the robust and confident faith of an adult. We are encouraged in our faith by the covenant God made with Abraham. If we will believe God's promises and follow his instructions, we may trust in him for everything. We need to realize and trust in our Father's omnipotent beneficence. As we grow in faith, we should increasingly learn to do God's will and depend on Him for everything. Jesus lived an ideal human life here on earth. In His faith, we may discover the ideal human faith, the greatest faith the world has ever known. As his followers, we should learn from him and make Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus trusted God and depended on him as a small child trusts and depends on his earthly parent. His faith was childlike, but never childish. Even in the face of apparent defeat and a cruel and unjust death, he was unmoved in his faith. Faith was his spiritual anchorage throughout this final great test as it was throughout the many other trials and tribulations of his earth life. Jesus demonstrated in his life a new and higher type of faith, a living faith in God. Jesus' life example is so valuable to us because he lived his faith. His faith was not based on tradition or dogma. It was not a mere creed, doctrine, or belief that he espoused. It was a spiritual attitude that wholly dominated his thinking and feeling, his believing and praying, his teaching and preaching. He challenges us to achieve this faith to believe not only what he believed, but also as he believed, to trust in God as he trusted in God, 
and to believe in men as he believed in men. This is the full meaning of his one supreme requirement. Follow me. Jesus does not so much require his followers to believe in him as he requires us to believe with him. He wants us to share his belief in the reality of the love of God and in full confidence to accept our status and security as God's children on earth. This concludes part three of I Am a Son of God. I will continue this discussion in my next broadcast. If you would like to know more about Jesus and his original teachings, I invite you to order my book, The Life and Teachings of Jesus. This book collects the Jesus verses from the Bible and arranges them in story form so as to portray Jesus' life as it actually unfolded. It contains all his original teachings, unclouded by other teachings about Jesus. This will enable you to clearly distinguish the incomparable teachings of Jesus from the many teachings about Jesus. A beautiful leather-bound edition of the Life and Teachings of Jesus is available from Amazon. The Life and Teachings of Jesus is also available as an ebook and in abridged form as an audiobook. You may also find it online at thelifeandteachingsofjesus.org. Links to all these editions are listed in the description. If you enjoyed this broadcast and found it helpful, please like, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Thank you. See you next time.